This is Hadassah for Deborah's Court. It's a delight to welcome you back to this episode of Book by Book Bible Study. We are in the book of Acts and today we're taking a look at Acts chapter 26. Now remember in chapter 25, we listened to Festus argue with the Jewish leaders. We've seen Paul appealing to Caesar. We've seen Agrippa arriving and Festus admitting that he has nothing against Paul. Paul should have been free to go, but he doesn't want to displease the Jewish leaders. And now Paul has appealed to Caesar, so he has to send him. That's where we're starting chapter 26 from. And let's just get into it. Oh, before we do, let's pray and ask God for guidance. Because really, you can't understand God's word without God, right? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your word and the accounts of the early church. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity to see other people live out your will, your commandments, and learn from them. We ask that as we read, as we study, as we go into this story, you teach us, you show us, you lead us, and you help us see the way you see us and see how you want us to be and make that connection and grow into the people that you've made us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts 26 from verse 1. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You may speak in your defense. So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I'm fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you're an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. Now listen to me patiently. And, you know, as I read this, my heart is breaking all over again. I'm sorry. Yes, I know I'm sort of dramatic and emotional with this particular story. But you're saying that there was a person in leadership and authority who was an expert on Jewish customs that Festus could have called, wait, that Felix could have called as an advisor on the case and resolved this thing from the beginning. And they didn't. Felix didn't call anybody because he was hoping Paul would bribe him to let him go. And Festus was just, you know, looking for favor with the Jewish leaders. So there was an expert they could have consulted and they just chose not to. And it just makes it sad on 200 different extra levels. I mean, it was already sad and annoying to begin with, but this just puts a different dimension to it. Again, please don't let it be you. That will just complicate a person's life for the sake of complicating it. It makes zero sense. Anyway, let's keep going. Verse 4. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I've been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I'm on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day and they share the same hope that i have yet your majesty they accuse me for having this hope why does it seem incredible to any of you that god can raise the dead i used to believe that i ought to do everything i could to oppose the very name of jesus the nazarene indeed i did just that in jerusalem authorized by the leading priest i caused many believers there to be sent to prison and i cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. 
I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. One day, I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. About noon, your majesty, about noon, your majesty, I was on the road, I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked, and the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them that I will show what I will show you in the future, and I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of satan to god then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among god's people who are set apart by faith in me and so king agrippa i obeyed that vision from heaven i preached first to those in damascus then in jerusalem and throughout judea and also to the gentiles that all must repent of their sins and turn to god and prove they have changed by the good things they do so i'm just going to take a pause and just draw your attention to this that little phrase in there it's in verse 20 prove that they have changed by the good things they do so somebody's changing it's not by them telling them telling you i've changed though nope it's not by them announcing to the world that they've changed or that they are sorry the proof of change is actual change you see their changed actions you see their new patterns of behavior that's how you know that they've changed i just wanted to show you that it is in the bible do you understand yeah okay so let's keep reading verse 21 some jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this and they tried to kill me but god has protected me right up to this present time so i can testify to everyone from the least to the greatest i teach nothing except what the prophets and moses said would happen that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead and in this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, are you insane? Too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I'm not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth and King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly for I am sure that these events are all familiar to him for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone in here in this audience might become the same as I am except for this change. Then the king, the governor, Bernice and all the others stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or punishment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. See, <laughs> everything I want to say, I've said it at some point. So let's just add this little number one of the truth there's no past god cannot use god really went after paul he looked at everybody in the world and said you yes you you that you're killing my people is you is you exactly you that i want to use and i think that's beautiful there's a way uh we used to say it back in 2019 2020 we'll say your mistakes and your stumblings in the past is inside god's budget he budgeted for you 
the mistakes you are going to you made the things you didn't get right the things you struggled with it's he made provision for it in his budget in his plan so he has you covered that past yeah it becomes a story you're gonna hear to you so if you are in that position if you're listening to this and you're in that position where you're thinking oh god can't use me because i used to be this or that or i used to do x or y let me just let this be your free announcement that um it's not bothered it's maybe maybe it's bothering you but it's not bothered because when you came to jesus and you believed in jesus and you took on you know the christ-like nature jesus blood white that past so he no longer holds it against you so god is not holding anything against you just say in case you needed a reminder right yeah then of course um man's authority and control has no weight when god steps in so align well and it is it's it's almost always a reminder for me that it's useless to fight against god's will sure you can take a few steps sure you can you know get some things done but if you're someone who has committed to work with god there will always be the sense of things not being quite right unless you're in the center of the of god's will and i say this um very carefully because i'm conscious of how man has free will okay you have the freedom to choose it's up to you whether you decide to follow god's will or not it's up to you but if you want to it the choice is really a matter of do you want to do what you feel like doing and then deal with whatever consequences come out of that i mean deal with however your life turns out or do you want to sit into god's will plans and purposes and um, enjoy the way he has mapped it out because trust me the way god maps out your life and purpose the eventual outcome is always more beautiful than anything you could have imagined for yourself so if you want to try and build the life you've imagined for yourself sure go ahead that's on you but if you are trying to you know live live life and build an outcome that leaves you fulfilled that leaves you centered that leaves you grounded it doesn't make any sense to fight against god's will surrender is the safest place to be and i say this as someone who has walked in surrender has been stubborn and you know headstrong and is finding our way back to surrender surrender is the safest place to be the outcomes always you know um outstrip whatever imagination that we had to begin with and i pray that you will find that place of contentment and satisfaction where you are seated and rooted in god's word in his will in his plans and his purposes for you in jesus name amen have a beautiful day ahead Thank you.